Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to the HHCC, the Hip Hop Christian Connection. Here on the Love Song USA, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. I'm your host, Tasha Little Queen. And today we have special guests, husband and wife duo, Tanika and Edith Forrestal. Yay! They are marriage counselors. And guys, they're really good at what they do. They got a ranch. I'm going to let them tell it. We got a good show lined up for y'all. Like, I can't wait for y'all to hear this. So let's just jump right into it. And I'm going to play y'all a quick little song before we get into the interview like I always do. And this is my request. Someone wanted to hear a song that screamed in by Paco from the Wall Street. Well, that's what they call me. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. On the HHCC. Uh. I just need some gasoline for my dreams Really mind when I bang, when I bang I ain't with the same when I change up Seeking elevation, no animation Oh, oh yeah, trying to push myself a little farther ay. I just need some love from the father ay. Grind time, every level gets hard I start a young flame when I'm lit uh, Oh yeah, burnt out, I got tired Suddenly I caught fire Kobe came in clutch a gun Easy when it came down to the wire Yeah, be talking, I was hiding Hidden key to my surviving Was calling triple A, holy three It jump-started my entire team I'm motivated, somehow I made it To the nearest gas station What is my basis? Basic fuck conversation When I'm feeling like baby, yeah Father God in the name of G Was once blind and I still can't see Need something deeper than a dope beat Ears open, Lord, talk to me Gasoline, cause I'm trying to fuel my dreams You don't understand my voice so You're not ever stopping me I need some gasoline Cause I'm shooting for the stars You ain't gotta help me push it But I'm feeling in my car I need some gasoline Cause I'm trying to fuel my dreams You don't understand my voice so You're not ever stopping me I need some gasoline Cause I'm shooting for the stars You ain't gotta help me push it But I'm feeling in my car Mama told me if I trust God, then the blessings come after me. They tell me I am a problem. Only success that can answer me. Plus a boy got the strategy. Uh. Trust the Lord, keep my sanity. Yeah, I need more. That's capacity. Uh, my reward coming after me. Yeah, I got a lot on my mind. Preach. I don't got a lot of time. Preach. Every day I gotta grind, 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 grind. Preach. I ain't even in my prime. Plus I do it independently. I don't need a cosign. Even the labels are into me, cause they don't determine the destiny. Haters just bring out the best of me. I give him my all, and I beat the odds, and I'm gonna get what he left for me, yeah. Eyes can't see my potential. I'm an heir to the throne, that's credentials. Gasoline, cause I'm trying to feel my dreams. You don't understand my voice, and you're not ever stopping me, I need some. Gasoline, cause I'm shooting for the stars. You ain't gotta help me push it, but I'm feeling in my car. I need some gasoline, cause I'm trying to feel my dreams. You don't understand my poetry, you're not ever stopping me. I need some gasoline, cause I'm shooting for the stars. You ain't gotta help me push it, but I'm feeling in my car. I, 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 I just need 
Hello, everyone. I am your host, Tasha Little Queen. Welcome to the HHCC, the Hip Hop Christian Connection. I have with me the lovely husband and wife duo, Miss Tanika and Edith Forrestal. Say hey, y'all. Hey. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? They say hey. <laughs> so, um, can you guys introduce yourselves again and tell the world what you guys do? Because I know you guys have like a um a marriage uh marriage couple uh, conference, the Intentional Marriage Conference. I'm saying it wrong. Marriage Couples Conference. Yes. Yeah. 14th to the 15th. That is correct. And so I'll introduce I, myself first. Okay. Hi, everyone. Nice to meet before. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I am the president of Relationship Rescue Academy. Um, that is uh, Relationship Rescue Academy is a uh, intensive practice where uh, my husband and I, we own a, a farmhouse here in Kokomo, Indiana, where couples come and they stay anywhere between two to five days and work on their marriage. I come in each morning and help them work through all sorts of things, no matter what it is, um, whether it's affairs or communication or family issues. And so that's me, and I will turn it over to my husband, Edith. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Edith Forstall. And, uh, yeah, we started, um, like a three acre, we have like a three acre farm, an actual farm, um, where we, um, created a, I, I guess I could say Nirvana type atmosphere for couples to come who are dealing with, uh, issues regarding infidelity, communication, and different things that is, uh, keeping them stuck in their relationship. So we have like this place where they come. Uh, relax and my wife who is a licensed marriage and family and therapist will help them get unstuck in their relationship y'all have farm animals at the farm no we do not have animals let me tell you a I'm a city girl okay even though we open the farm my husband is from Miami Florida we're city folk but we own oh, the farm wow. no animals <laughs> that sounds like a place I might need to come to the to you know Get some counseling. Mm-hmm. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of counseling, for real, for real. I don't think it's anything wrong. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a retreat, you know. I mean, it's, re- it's way out there, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I have farmland around us all over. So, I mean, um, nobody's in your business, you know what I mean? So, you could just come mm-hmm. in there and really get down and dirty in terms of, getting your relationship back on the road, you know? And I think that that is wow. the best way to do it is get out there and li- leave the hustle and bustle of life, work, kids, a distraction, and come to this retreat. That's what we do. Look, can I get an appointment, please? I'm still sitting here thinking about it. Like, I may need this <laughs> in my life. Oh, my goodness. And we got Because sometimes marriage can be hard work. Absolutely. Yes, a lot of times marriage can be hard work. <laughs> yes. But people got some Yes. Um, and as, as you mentioned, yes, um, June 14th through 15th, we're hosting um, the Intentional Marriage Couples Conference here in Indiana, Kokomo, Indiana, um, where June 14th is going to be a date night um, where we're just going to have music. We're going to have a dance instructor to help people um, learn how to ballroom dance as well as line dance um, and hors d'oeuvres and just fun. Christians need to be having fun. 
You know what I mean? A lot of mm-hmm. times, uh, some of us can be so stiff, we don't even know how to enjoy our relationships. And that that's part of the mm-hmm. problem. And then the next day, that Saturday, the 15th, we're going to be having a ministry conference where it's going to be praise and worship. Um, there's going to be ministry uh, from three dynamic couples. We're going to have um, a panel discussion where people can also ask questions. So there'll be question and answer. And then we're also going to have a breakout session where the men go off and have their own session and the women have mm-hmm. theirs. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a fun-filled weekend. Man, I really wish I could make that. It sounds like something that we would definitely like to come to. Um, will there be another one coming soon? We're, we plan on having this annual, but we're also going to be looking at other opportunities um, for us to help couples um, in large settings such as this more often than just once a year. Okay. And I just want to know, how did you two actually meet? Y'all sound like y'all just so just lovely, this black love is cool and Oh, okay. Um, I, I guess you, you could say it because I mean, you you said that. You want me to tell? Yeah, the story? go ahead, go ahead and tell. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Our story is so funny. Um, it, it truly is. It's a God type of thing. Um, okay. We met. We were young. Both of us were fresh out of college. We didn't meet in college. We met out of college. Um, I um, had been living in Washington, D.C., um, doing an internship my my senior year of college. And um, at the end, after I graduated, I came back to Indiana. And I was angry about being in Indiana because, like I said a moment ago, I, I'm a city girl, Latasha. Mm-hmm. And so here I am back in rural Indiana, back in the farmland where you're seeing animals and stuff. And I had been living in Washington, D.C., and I did not want to be here. Um, However, God was closing every door for me (laughs) to to, Mm. to go back to D.C. Everything was keeping me in Indiana, um, despite my my, uh, efforts to to leave here. Um, And Mm. one day I... um, was driving along with my sister and I saw a church I had never been to and I asked my sister I said what church is that over there and she said um oh that's some church that's on tv um they have a program that comes on tv I've never been to the church and I was just like I'm going there on Sunday um and I went and visited a brand new church I had never been to and my husband sat next to me (laughs) yes he sat right next to me and, wow. and the funny part about that is my biggest complaint to God about coming back to, and I was complaining. Yeah, I was complaining to God mm-hmm. about, like, why I didn't want to be in Indiana, but he had me here. Um, and I was telling, one of my complaints was, I'm not going to find no man here. I was 23. I was like, I'm ready. I, I knew I was mm-hmm. going to be a marriage therapist. And I was like, I need to at least meet the person I'm going to marry. I wasn't dating. I was single. And I was like, I'm not going to find no man in Indiana. I'm not going to find a, a good church like the one I had before I came back here. And I went and visited a church that I really liked, and the man sat right next to me. So I always laugh because it doesn't matter where you are, as long as you're in the will of God. God can do whatever it is he wants to do. That is so funny. So after you guys, you know, he sat next to you and met, like, was there, like, a first date or, like, how did, like, how did that go? This is interesting. <laughs> I got my hands on my face, like, I'm smiling. I'm like, goodness. 
that, that's the funny part. So he sat next to me. We didn't even talk to each other. So <laughs> he sat next to me. And that was it. Um, and the next Sunday, I came back to the church. Um, and he actually came out um, to the parking lot of the church and knocked on my car window and introduced himself and asked me for my number. And I wow. actually told him, I'm trying to play it cool. You know, I was in the car. I'm trying to play it cool. I told him no. <laughs> I told him no. I told him no. I would not give him the number. <laughs> and I said, but you can give me yours. And he gave me a number. He says it wasn't even really his number. But I got <laughs> But I <laughs> Yeah, I gave, I gave her a wrong number because. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I gave you a wrong number because um, I didn't know you, you know. I didn't know you from Adam. I just wanted to make sure that you, you don't have, like, a crazy ex, ex or something. So. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I, did not, I didn't even call him. Um, but I kept telling myself, I'm going to call that guy just because he was around my age. Um, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to call him just, just so I can talk to somebody while I'm here. I was still trying I was still trying to leave Indiana. Um, mm-hmm. And so a couple weeks later I actually asked my mom and my sister to go visit the church with me. And they they went with me um and just visited because I had started going frequently and we were once again out in the parking lot. And yeah, I saw I we was they was out in the parking lot and her and her mom I told them and she go, I, we gotta circle back. She ain't even called me. <laughs> so we searched. Yeah, but the, oh the number God. you called would have alerted me that you called. So. <laughs> so so we circled back and, and uh you tell the story in that part. So he pulled back into the parking lot. They literally drove out of the parking lot, looped around and came back in the parking lot. And it just so happens that the buddy he was with went to high school with my mother oh, so my they the car and i'm sitting in the back seat my mom's in the driver's seat my sister's in the passenger seat and he knocks on the car window again and this time his buddy is with him and he's like yeah i know her mom and so his buddy is like hey my friend here wants to talk to your daughter i'm sitting in the back seat and Edith then proceeds to have a whole conversation with my mom he never even looks at me it was like i wasn't even there he introduced oh himself to my mother. He told my mother all about him, how he ended up in Indiana, um, and told my mother that he wanted to, that he just got out of college. So I thought he was older than me because he had some gray hairs in his head. But we were the exact same age. <laughs> and, and so he carries on a whole conversation with my mom, and I'm in the back seat. He does not even look at me. It's like I'm not even there. He just talks to my mother and, like, wins my mother's heart. So my mom is, like, so. She's, like, he's nice looking. He goes to church. He went to college. He got a job. What's the problem? <laughs> and you know what I told her? I said, his name is Edith. What a weird name, you know? Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, well, I, you got to look past that. And my mother actually tried to get me. Um, she asked me to go out to, to lunch with him right then and there after church. Like, get out my mom's car, get in the car with him and go to lunch. And I said no. Yes, and I said no. And my mother, of all people, was like, you can go. You don't have nothing to do. She was trying to 
like, put me in some stranger's car. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I made up an excuse, and I was like, I'm not getting in his car, but this time I did give him my phone number because it was pretty impressive that he, you know, if someone is sitting there talking to your mom, um, mm-hmm. they're not trying to hide nothing. You know, sometimes folks can't even get somebody to meet their parents. But he's just like, right. I'm not even going to talk to you. I'm just going to talk directly to your mom. So that time I gave him my number and he called me and we had great conversation um, and uh, invited me out on a date, I think after maybe the third phone call. Ah. And there you have it. <laughs> and that was the first date. So how did that go? Y'all are so funny. Like, I'm loving it. <laughs> like, it's hilarious. <laughs> The first date, um, the first date, it was out of my element, but it, it was good. Um, the first date, he actually invited me over to his place. He wanted to cook for me. And being, I was 23, being the Christian girl I was, I was always told, you date in public places, you date in groups, mm-hmm. you know? Right. I was, yeah. He said um, that move, I'm going to cook for you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yes, yes, he did, girl. Yes, he did. But he did he cook for me. <laughs> and and even as I was going over there, I was like, I'm not even supposed to be going over here. What am I doing? <laughs> but I went over there, and he cooked a wonderful meal for me, and it it was great. And we just sat and talked and had a good time. And I went home. Um, the next day, he actually took me out to a restaurant. <laughs> so yeah, how did you know she was the one? Is, is what I want to know because a lot of people always be like I think they're the one but how do you really truly know like what do you get like little butterflies in your stomach like what is it as far as the one as the, to me personally you know that is not like you know um, that person people call it say soulmate people say that that individual uh, um, is going to be your spouse it's that certain person out there that's made for you. But I, I, I think of it like this. I think, like, the Bibles really are measuring stick for people. You know what I mean? Like, um, like if I need to fit a furniture inside my, uh, my living room or inside of my house, I just bought it, I take out my measuring stick to make sure it's big enough or small enough. Right. If I take out the, the nuts and bolts to make it fit. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the Bible is our measuring stick. When we meet someone, we we go through the, the, the qualifications that's in the Bible, and if that person meets it, then, okay, fine, we'll get to know you. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so it's our measure. The Bible is, is, is was my guide, my measuring uh, stick in terms of what a spouse is supposed to be like, you know? Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily... Oh, she's cute, you know, because that's a lot of cute mm-hmm. people out there, you know. But mm-hmm. but do they measure up with the Bible? And that's my that was mm-hmm. my measuring stick. And the minute I realized, you know, that she measured up, then at that point I knew, you know, that I wanted her to be my spouse. You know, that is so you get what beautiful. I'm saying. You, you understand yes. where I'm going with that? Okay. Yes. Yep. So so I yep. know people people. People think, man, that's a specific person out there for me. And this knucklehead that I just married, he's not it. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, you use the Bible to lead you. You lead, you use the word of God to lead you and guide you. You know, if you really mm-hmm. want to find that individual, 
that's gonna um, take you up another level, you know, spiritually, um, mentally, then you have to, you have to know what the Bible says, what a spouse looks like, you know? And, and if not that everybody person don't follows that. Up, right, if that, if, if, you, if that person don't measure up, then it doesn't matter how good he looks in jeans. You get what I'm saying? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how yep. good he looks in tights. You, you leave that alone, you know? You leave that alone. And a lot of people, they, they so physical, they so, they're moved physically, uh, even Christians, they are moved physically and forget that the Bible is our guy. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. How long have you guys been married? Well, I be asked, how long did you date before you actually got married and how long were you married? I mean, how long? Uh, we we give it, um, two and a half years prior to getting married. Um, and we've been married, it'll be 14 years um, in July. Okay, anniversary coming up. Y'all got something, please? Y'all going somewhere? Y'all going away? Oh, do we have anything planned? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You know, we do something every anniversary. So, you know. It's uh, it's always a blessing, man. Every time that uh, you know that that calendar year comes around, where we can remember and when we got married, how you know. So we got something planned. <laughs> uh, he's got something oh. planned. <laughs> okay, okay. So a lot of people have those rough patches in their relationship, and mm-hmm. like again, some people don't use the measuring stick and they just go ahead and get married, and then it's like, oh my god, it's so rough. Nobody gives you any type of instructions. So mm-hmm. what advice or what could you possibly do to help somebody get through that? One of the things that I often tell people, and um, Christians tend to be really bad at this, <laughs> we set false expectations for those who follow us in marriage because we're not open and honest. Um, you know, even sitting here hearing my husband talk about the measuring stick, believers are imperfect, you know. Um, even being two people who love the Lord and we have the same convictions, if you take two people and put them under the same roof, you're going to have some conflict. I often tell couples that I work with that everybody is in a multicultural relationship. It doesn't matter what color you are. If your your spouse came from a different family, and that family has their own culture, and then you came from your family, your family has its own culture. So when two people merge themselves together in a marriage, they're bringing two cultures together. It doesn't matter what color they are, and they're going to bump heads. And so a lot of times you'll find, particularly in the first year, you know, I don't know why they call it the honeymoon stage, because that's when most people want to leave. That first year is usually rocky, because you don't know what you're doing. Um, Right. And so one of the things that I, I honestly believe I think that people who have already been married for some years and have gone through some trials and some tribulations they need to be honest they need to be honest we have we have a good relationship but boy we work at it and we I get on his nerves and he gets on mine uh, that's <laughs> real we have arguments we have to we have to be mindful of how we communicate with one another and all of those and that's mm-hmm. that's reality. Yeah, you have, you have yep. to constantly, uh, you have to constantly 
uh, redirect the wheel, you know. It's, it's just like, uh, you know, marriage is not on autopilot. You know, when you're on the freeway, you know, you got you know, you to go across the country to meet a friend or something. Um, well, I mean, you can have autopilot, but you got to correct sometimes, right? You got to correct it here and mm-hmm. there to make sure that it's, it's lined up. And when you fall asleep, that gravel road, you wake up real quick, you know. So, so, mm-hmm. so you got to make sure that you redirect. You, you, your hands is on the steering wheel constantly. You know, nobody, nobody's gonna have a marriage that's just gonna be automatic. It's gonna be good automatic. Mm-hmm. That's good, honey. And and that's leading really into our conference and why it's called the Intentional Marriage Couples Conference is because. Um, we recognize that you have to be intentional. Like good marriages mm. don't just happen. Just like my husband just said, you can't be on, on, on purpose. On purpose. On purpose. Exactly. Um, you you have to be purposeful and intentional about creating the marriage that you desire, and you got to do it on purpose. Um, even if you think about what the Bible says when it describes love in First Corinthians thirteen, everything that it's describing. Um, love is patient, love is kind, love doesn't boast of itself, love doesn't keep count of all the wrongs that someone else has done. All of those things are actually sacrificial. The Bible is, is basically telling you that love is action. Mm. Exercising your patience is action. Um, being mm. kind, you have to make a decision to be kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to make a decision to forgive. You have to make a decision not to make everything all about you. Um, and that's why I always say, even love, like we choose it. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of people say, well, you can't choose who you fall in love with. Yeah, you absolutely can. Um, falling in love only lasts for so long. At some point, you have to stand on your own two feet and make a choice about love. Mm-hmm. And every day, um, well, you have to choose that same person over and over again. You have to make a choice every morning that you wake up. You choose to love. And so what I would tell couples that are, like, just getting married or not even necessarily just getting married. I work with couples who've been married 30 years and they want to throw in the towel. Um, and it's just simply because they haven't been intentional. They've been coasting mm-hmm. along on autopilot just hoping it turns out good. I'm hoping that they they catch the same butterflies in their stomach that they had when they were first in love. But you have to be intentional about creating the marriage that you desire, and you have to do you have to do it on purpose. One of my other questions was about social media. Do you guys feel like social media could ruin a relationship? And if so, how? Hmm. Well. <clears throat> I don't think that social media itself can ruin a relationship. That's kind of like saying that guns kill people. Um, but a gun can't kill a person unless a person picks up a gun and makes it lethal, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. social media, I, I look at social media kind of like that, that loaded gun. Um, you can use it effectively or you can use it um, in a way that's manipulate. Manipulative and that can cause damage to your relationship. Uh, the thing about social media is it gives us so many outlets um, to be able to contact, make contact mm-hmm. with people that we we never had um, access to prior. Um, it 
It gives us access to exes that if, if there were no social media, we wouldn't even know what our ex was doing in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, social media itself doesn't cause relationships to end. It's what, it's what people do with social media. I mean, obviously, social media is a great tool for things. Um, and now people are meeting single people are meeting and on um, line and using that aspect to to, to find their mate. Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time, I will say as a therapist, things have certainly, some of the things that people bring to me as complaints for their relationship have certainly changed over the years in comparison to when I first um, started operating in my career. Uh, where social media wasn't uh, an issue, but now it is. It's, it, it can mm-hmm. be used as a way to hide things from your partner um, mm-hmm. in ways that that we didn't have access to earlier. So with your, your therapy sessions, like, I know you keep a lot of people together. Like, has anyone ever just, like, changed and just totally disregarded everything and divorced? Well, uh, like we said in the beginning, like, your relationship, you have to be intentional, you know, you have to want to do, uh, you can't make somebody's relationship work, that's up to them, you know, you can mm-hmm. only, you can give them information, you can tell them what uh, they should, they ought to be doing, however, if they disregard it and, and don't want to do it, that's nothing you can do, you know. And so, to answer your question, the majority of the couples that I have are, are very successful, um, couples that I see that that don't make it um, are couples where like infidelity is something that happens consistently um, I, I, I believe it or not a lot of people actually work through affairs and overcome them um, but where I see uh, problem areas is when someone is what, you, what I call a serial cheater uh, wow I never heard that one <laughs> Yeah, serial cheater. They they just have commitment issues, and they probably should have never gotten married because um, they've just never been faithful, and it didn't change because they got married. Um, so that's where I see a lot of times where it just doesn't work. Um, even when I see couples with the most toxic type of communication, I, I usually can assist them with techniques to help them hear one another better. Um, but the, the ones that don't make it, it tends to be because behaviors don't change. Um, same thing. And you have to be on purpose about it. You know, you, you really have to be, to, you, I use the word being locked in, you know, and that's what marriage is about. Like, don't, don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the friends. Don't listen to Bobby Joe across the street. You have to be locked into your relationship. And that's how you really, you really get over the hump, you know. What is your spouse's most repeated sentence or phrase, or can you do an impersonation? <laughs> can, can you say it again? I said, what is your spouse's most repeated sentence or phrase, or can you do an impersonation? Why don't you? Can I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My spouse's most repeated phrase um, is, I'm just trying to help you, babe. 
he's always lecturing me. And, and when I say, I don't need a lecture, he'll go, I'm just trying to help you, babe. That's all. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> and then I usually say, if I need your help, I'll ask you for it. <laughs> and what about for you? Well, I think, uh, you know, uh, I never thought about that, but it's probably, it's probably, um, you always do such and so. You always do this and that. You know, it's, in my mind, that's only one time. You know, but it, but the words always comes up, and I'm like, but you I don't always, always do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't always do anything. I might do it sometimes, but not always. See, I think my phrase is, "You don't listen." <laughs> you don't listen. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay, so when your spouse leaves the house, is it party time, cleanup time, or nap time? <laughs> For me, it's nap time because my husband works midnight. So when he leaves oh, the house, okay. it is definitely nap time. <laughs> Sleep time. <laughs> I think it's definitely when she's gone with the kids, it's definitely sports time. You know, I oh, could, sports I could, time. Yeah, I'd get on my ESPN and just veg out, you know, <laughs> and watch some of my, I go to YouTube, watch some of my, some old games that I wanted to watch, you know, because when the kids mm-hmm. are here, I mean, they're in the background, just, you know, you just can't watch it in peace, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my daddy, please, can you fix my shoe? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yep. So who's more creative? And what was the last thing you made it make him been more creative? I think my husband's the most creative. He he's left handed and he's just got creative oh. thinking. Are you talking lefty, about lefty. Him, uh, Yeah, he's a lefty. Oh are you talking anything. about things of our uh, just anything? Yeah. Um yeah, I remember when we first uh oh, this is real creative. I <laughs> I gotta give myself a pat in the back for this one. <laughs> when you know when I was when we first dating, you know I'm, I was whining and dining, you know. So, <laughs> so our first our very first date, I think I prepared like a like a restaurant type meal at my apartment, and I gave her the menu, and and she read what she wanted, and I would be like the chef and and bring it out, and I had stuff laid out, you know, like you would be in a five-star restaurant so <laughs> that, that was actually that was our first valentine and he did oh, wow. he literally he, print, he typed up a menu literally and so i had like three different meal choices and he had cooked all of these meals so whatever wow. i chose he served it to me and he had decorated his apartment just like it was a restaurant i mean and he oh, served wow. And and the menu, it was really cute because on the menu, it, it had, like, prices. And so, like, if I ordered, <laughs> um, let's say, the steak, like, the cost of it was a hug. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. And so there were little, it was really sweet and very creative. And it, it, it did. It, like, blew me away. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, a cre- he's creative. He is. He did some, wow. he did other things, too, that were just really creative. He definitely... Um, has me beaten coming up with romantic gestures. <laughs> so who's more adventurous? More what? Adventurous. I think, I think both of us are pretty, you know, we like to 
we, we like to do things, you know, go on vacation and do do things. Mm-hmm. You know, she you know, jumped out the uh, airplane one time, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, I've been do. <laughs> Yes, it's awesome. We're both adventurous. Um, my husband talked me into doing this mud battle one time where we had to run this obstacle course through, like, this muddy forest oh, and, like, that. walk through a, a, a river and everything and... So we're both pretty adventurous. We're we're very well matched in that. <laughs> so who's the better driver? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Me. You don't even don't even try it, dude. I didn't even hear it. Who's the better driver? Oh, yeah, she's definitely. It's me. Driver. Oh my god, I'm in constant prayer. She's definitely on back. Oh, well, she. I don't know. You know, let me take that back. No, don't I'm, take it back. I'm more of a defensive <laughs> driver, you know? She's from Miami, Florida, where there's tons oh, of traffic. And yeah. and I'm from a, the small town of Kokomo, Indiana. I have reasonable driving skills. And even in our small town, sometimes she still drives like she's in Miami. It's just not even necessary to be driving like that. No, it's me. Okay, it's me, Latasha. Wait, so who has the cleaner car between the both of you? Usually me, yeah, but clean. I think right now, no, actually I cleaned my car out the other day. It's usually me, but he just got a new car, so that doesn't count. Because you know when you, you know, get a new car, car you're like all on point with it because he just got a new car. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. usually me. <laughs> now this question right here? Mm, 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 mm. So, <laughs> how many pairs of shoes do you think your wife has? How many what? Pairs of shoes do he think that you have? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe too many. Because <laughs> all I need, you know all I need is, shoes? my shoes is just all black or, you know, <laughs> black goes with anything, you know? Right, goes right. With right. Anything. How many do you think I have, honey? Oh, I, babe, too many. <laughs> You should have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good number. That's a good number. Too many. So too um, many. <laughs> so who's your favorite artist right now? And what was the last song you listened to? I mean, I listen to just about anything, but right now it's uh, I like uh, gospel music. I like contemporary. So and who's your favorite uh, artist? My favorite artist right now. Um, gosh, I like Mandisa. It's hard to choose. Yeah, Mandisa. I like Mandisa. Mandisa, I like her. Okay. I've never heard of anything. No? You've never heard of Mandisa? Mandisa, she was on uh, American Idol a few years ago, but she's a gospel singer. Nope, never heard of her. <laughs> what is, did I just, she come and I know the, the, the other one. <laughs> the Mary Mary. The, <laughs> the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Mandisa, yeah. Let me see. So I'm trying to think of the last song because me and the kids were cleaning the house yesterday, and I was play, I always play music when we clean the house. Um, oh, okay. So I don't know about my favorite artist, um, but I'm really uh, digging this song, that Waymaker song. Oh, um, Miranda Curtis. Yes. So I'm I'm really feeling that song. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite artist though, because um, I have favorite um, 
I have like <laughs> I have a favorite secular artist, but she also like like sings music about God. Girl, I love me some Lauren Hill. I'm gonna just put that out there. I love me some Lauren Hill. You say Fantasia? No, 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 yeah, yeah. All right, so this is the last question, guys. And where can we find you on social media? Uh, have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. You can go to, um, you can see my practice on RelationshipRescueAcademy.com. Um, people can get more information about our upcoming conferences next weekend. Um, at the in, at intentionalmarriageconference.com and that date is June what's the June date 14th 15th. June 14th to the 15th okay yes and you don't have the date night I have one but I'm not super active on Instagram I do have one it's Tanika Forrestal yeah actually we uh, if you if you type intentional marriage uh, ministry on Instagram, it should come up. Also, YouTube. Uh, go to our YouTube channel, just Intentional Marriage Ministries, and uh, some of our videos pop up. Are there any shout-outs you guys want to give? Do you want me to give some shout-outs? Yeah, you got to give a shout-out. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we want to give a shout-out to the Hip Hop Christian Connection. Thank you for letting us come oh, on the show. We appreciate the opportunity. And Mike T for always reaching out and allowing us to minister and, and talk about relationship. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Give a shout out to you. Well, wait, because I'm going to need y'all again. You know, I have uh, some oh, good uh, relationship uh, topics. I'm going to need y'all again. I'm going to need y'all to chime in. Mm-hmm. Y'all fun. Y'all are really fun. <laughs> I love this story, especially how you met. Like, that was good. I, I, this is like, it's perfect. Y'all need a reality yeah. show. Can we get a reality show? I know we do. I know we do. <laughs> we're, try, we're trying to get one for the because we have a farm I told you about we, mm-hmm. we can have something on the farm and bring pu- couples on the farm I tried to reach out to uh, Oprah Winfrey she she uh, hadn't returned my email I don't know what's going on with her <laughs> yeah y'all could do your own network be oxygen like seriously be yeah. cheap like cause y'all got me excited like I need to come for real that's right that's <laughs> right I'm, I'm gonna send Oprah that link so we'll see what happens thank you so much and we'll be talking to you again thank you wonderful and welcome back to the HHCC, the Hip Hop Christian Connection. I'm your host, Tasha Little Queen, and I want to give a big shout out to my guests, Miss Tanika and Eva Forrestal, for doing our interview today. I really appreciate that. Thank you guys for listening to the HHCC. And I want to give a big shout out to you, y'all out there that listen to me. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I didn't think that y'all would like me at first, but uh, now we all friends. Hey, besties. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So, thank you guys for all listening. And right now, I'm going to leave y'all with a nice song. I hope you guys enjoy this and enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. I just wanna lift you up 
gotten kinda heavy, let me switch it up Shackles on my ankles, but I'm kicking dust yeah, yeah. I must readjust the focus, please, I need ya I don't mean to make a scene, I just need attention This ain't few and far between, getting straight to the discussion Hit me with the concussion, yeah, I'm seeking out a love And I can recklessly pursue without a ripper repercussion Just tell me when to go just, just, just tell me when to go. Oh, tell me when to go. Oh, just tell me when to go. Green light, I've been cooling in the red. Spread through the signs, you let the stimulate in my best. Said I must confess, I missed on everything you said, and I was comfortably aware I wasn't pushing myself. When you're ready, ready. Nightmare in the kingdom, best believe I'm playing Freddy uh, Jesus, take the will, I need you to hold it steady Cause I'm liable to make a move that's wrong and heck of deadly Running just barely, yeah. gotta clean it up Cause I'm on mission, on calling, got my name, you suited up yeah. Tell me when to go, and I'ma try to make it This call is a Morocco, and I came in here to shake it up To break it down, cause you told me How to go the distance, control Cause when I get another call, I won't miss it You gon' tell me when to go, and I'll say, God, just behold just tell me when to go. Oh, tell me when to go. Tell me, tell me when to go. Tell me. Order my steps, order my reps, flowing my breath. What I ingest, I want you to invest in. Where should I go? Tell me what's next. What should I know? Give me proof of my cabeza rebel in this rebel's rhapsody. Had to wait and listen on your will and actually Had to give up on my willingness for apathy And understand I'm living for who's coming after me Demons after me But you're leading Anything I work at God, I know that you're completing Biting off the cold shoulder, it's not anemic Tell me where to go and got them jumping over defense Hopping off a defense And in loop sequence Running for my life and it's apparent I can't pretend What a friend I really made out of my father A coach Carter, I'll go farther if you tell me where Tell me where to go Oh,